Welcome to BlockRockets Launchpad, the podcast where we will introduce you to a new early-stage blockchain startup in each episode. My name is Benjamin, and I'm the Managing Director of BlockRocket. We're one of the leading accelerator programs for early-stage blockchain startups in Germany, and as part of our program, we invest up to €250,000 in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We're looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space, so if you know someone, or if you think you're working on something exciting, then feel free to reach out to us. In our episode today, we would like to introduce you to Moritz Potsammer, CEO of Trality, a platform for crypto-related trading bots that enables anyone to leverage the benefits of trading automation and algorithms for their private investments. Trality is part of our portfolio and has just closed their latest seed funding. So I'm excited to talk with Moritz about the company and the milestones that are still ahead of them in the month to come. Welcome, Moritz. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Um, how are you? And maybe let's start with a quick intro from your side. I am excellent. Thank you very much uh, for asking. Thanks for having me. Uh, very brief intro. Trality is the platform for anyone to create and also invest through automated trading bots. Right. So what does that mean? Um, to make it simple, we want to, as you said, empower the private investor uh, to make profits with algorithmic trading. This is this sort of complex, sophisticated technology that's right now only used from banks and hedge funds and uh, the big guns, but we want to bring it to the mainstream market. And the way we want to do this is uh, via a marketplace for trading bots. So two user groups. On the one hand, we have the so-called creators, and those are people that know what they're doing. They're data scientists, mathematicians, uh, statisticians. They uh, get from us a variety of state-of-the-art tools, really the best uh, that is offered in the private space to build the most profitable uh, trading bots. They also get a lot of data to improve and maintain these bots. And most importantly, they get the option to uh, rent these bots out on uh, our marketplace where they have the potential of a very large following. Uh, and, and this is exactly where the second user group, the follower comes into play. They get onto this marketplace and with a few clicks on their mobile phone, they can select the perfect trading bot uh, for their needs without needing any type of coding or a lot of experience or time investment. And they can follow this bot so that every algorithmic trade done by the creator's bot is automatically being copied onto their account and they're able to profit from this technology. All right. So that's a nice summary. Uh, so how would you say, um, like, like maybe again on like a more general level, like what are the pain points being solved here? And maybe also tying into this, like, how did you discover this this issue in the first place? Yeah, like, of course. Term. I mean, this this always goes along, right? So, I mean, in this case, really, I came at this from the from the user perspective that we now target. Uh, so, I was doing a PhD a couple of years ago um, at, at university, and obviously, that's not the best paying job in the world. So, I was trying to sort of level off my uh, you know, wage difference to some of the other options I may have had at the time. And uh, the way I did this is by trying to actively trade a lot, uh, specifically cryptos. Um, and uh, one of the things I realized very, very soon is that as a private person, when you actively trade and try to beat the market, you're, well, uh, at least bound to lose a lot of sleep, but probably also a lot of money at some point. Um, and uh, what I did is I contacted my very good friend and now co-founder, Christopher, uh, who comes from a computer science background and asked him, man, you know, let's 
try to automate my trading because I'm always fighting against these big guys and, and professionals who, uh, as studies show, have uh, up to 90% of their investing and their trading completely automated based on algorithms. But in the private space, you don't have these, these tools. So we really see a lot of um, unfair uh, playing field here, um, simply because in a world full of automation, be it your car, your kitchen, whatever, uh, everything is automated, but private investing, private trading is not. So let's, let's change this. Uh, let's build some, some platform where people like me who don't know how to code, who don't know how to spend, or you know, also don't have the time to spend three, five hours per day in front of the computer uh, to build these automations uh, can benefit from this technology as well. All right, so basically some, uh, most other students, they have uh, normal side jobs like working in a restaurant as a waiter and uh, <laughs> you guys basically started uh, trading. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Okay. that's exactly nice. right, yeah. That's well, that's a, good, uh, that's a good background story then at least uh, as a partner to have. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so understood. So what, how would you, like, what do you think are currently the last five years, but also today, like the best alternatives, like substitutes or direct competitors or direct uh, comparable products um, to use if, if, if you would not be working on this product? Yeah. No, I mean, so as I said, uh, this technology or this philosophy, you can almost say, uh, of algorithmic trading or automated trading has been around for, for a long time, right? Uh, you have, uh, on, the, on the one hand, people like Warren Buffett and, and, and these famous investors who do... Uh, a lot of trading based on on fundamentals on their on their feelings on their experience and on the other hand you have this technology algorithmic trading right it's been around for a while uh, it's just never been in the hands of the private investor and uh, so so this is one aspect right so one one thing we wanted to change uh, the other is of course people do invest people do trade uh, you know there is there is platforms uh such yeah let's not name any names but you know a big big social trading platforms where you can follow other investors and don't need to be the expert yourselves but uh for us this is really more and more becoming a relic of the past because we truly believe as you can see as i said anywhere uh in in this trend of automation in any kind of uh, field of the of, of your life um so it doesn't really make any sense that your private investing is still to a very, very large degree completely manual, either following a trading on a, a trader on a sort of platform or going to your bank, bringing the money there, uh, even investing, you know, in an, in an ETF or, or other kind of index-based uh, products, which are to a large extent also static, right? So, uh, you know, in, a, in an ever-changing world, uh, we, we simply believe in the power of automation and therefore uh, in, in, in trading bots as the future. Okay, um, but to clarify, so Trality is focused on crypto-related uh, bots, right? So like Yeah, that's a very good point. So at, at the moment, yeah. yes. Uh, in, in the long run, uh, not necessarily. So, you know, of course, we do at the moment see ourselves as a, as a crypto startup. Um, however, not as a... Uh, how do you say? Like, uh, basically, we're, we're not a hardcore crypto startup, right? So uh, we, we, we are in that space. We do talk to investors and, 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 and customers mostly in, in crypto at the moment, simply because it's a very good market entry, low entry barriers, uh, low technological barriers, uh, low financial barriers, uh, and very, very open customers. 
So, mm. you know, you go in there and, and, and they want to try out something new. They, they're, they're innovative and, and uh, they give your product a chance. Now, our strategy, and, and this is also, you know, what we conveyed and, and how we convinced the current investors in this seed round is saying that crypto is an ideal first market entry. And then after you've proven your concept and, and, and found your, your product market fit or your initial signs of product market fit, at least you can, from a position of power, uh, much better expand into more complex and more cost expensive uh, fields, markets, such as traditional assets. Uh, so this is definitely something we have on our, on our roadmap, but I would say post series A and one last thing, I mean, you know, who knows how, how it all develops, uh, does the traditional world, when it comes to investing more, more and more into the crypto world, uh, as, as we're seeing in, in, in many aspects, or is the traditional world prevailing, but then a lot of the technological features and, and advances that we see from the crypto world are moving there as well, right? So, uh, you know, either way, we see ourselves to be very well positioned uh, to make this shift in one form or another. All right. So, um, starting with crypto was a like conscious go-to-market strategy, like for the short to midterm, with the bigger long-term perspective of um, it's about trading automation for all kinds of financial assets in the long run. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's absolutely right. I, I would say the, the holy grail sort of, uh, if you think about, you know, an automated portfolio uh, is really, you know, giving the user the flexibility and the sophistication to have a portfolio that encompasses it all, right? So currently, uh, you know, uh, there is some ways to do automation in crypto alone. There is some ways to do automation in traditional assets. Uh, but having one portfolio that, you know, automatically balances your investments, your risks also, you know, that doesn't exist. And it's a shame because, you know, everyone, every expert or a lot of experts that you talk to, they say, look, you should have some, some allocation in your portfolio in crypto. Depending on your risk profile, of course, it, it varies how much that is. Um, but it should be there. So let's say, you know, like last year where Bitcoin goes up triple digits, uh, all of a sudden the risk percentage in your portfolio changes a lot, right? You have a lot more crypto uh, percentage wise. So how cool or how, how, how good would it be to have some kind of automation that manages the allocation of these different S classes in an automated fashion so that you don't have to worry about it. Basically uh, a fund manager, but a bot. All right, fair enough. You've already mentioned uh, you and your co-founder personal hustle as a, as a side job with uh, trading during uh, uni times. Um, besides your own experience, like what do you think it takes for a founding team or founder team in this area to, uh, to, to succeed? What do you think are the key, key features uh, one should bring to the table in this market? Uh, well, I, I mean, de definitely perseverance, right? I think, uh, so we started right before the last crypto winter. Um, we're still able to ride a little bit the highs of the, of the, of the 2017, 2018 uh, high, but more so on a private level. Uh, and then we had a year and a half or no longer, uh, almost two years, I guess, then uh, of, of winter. And uh, that, that's certainly not easy. We, we were lucky enough to have our financials in place before that, so that was good. Uh, and and uh, you know the constant 
naysayers from all sides that that say now crypto is finally dead and now it, you know that that's very difficult uh and let alone you know even if you if you leave all crypto uh, aside you know building a fintech itself is already quite challenging in a sense that you know regulation is obviously something we hold very dearly and and and, and adhere to uh but it's that's that's also very difficult so perseverance <laughs> I guess uh, without you know touching my own horn here, but that's definitely something you need to bring to the table. Fair enough. That's an emotional resilience. Also Although I guess like that, you know that sort of sort of counts for every founder and every startup, right? <laughs> Unless yeah, you for the sure. Jackpot. Yeah, very for sure. But in some 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 markets probably more than others. Uh, I think that might be true. Yeah. Us, uh, require some extra resilience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is that's which is under. good, right? Because it filters out actually a lot of bad projects uh, with people that are not fully committed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what do you think, like, so, like, as a quick summary, like, what are the key things that you you work on versus your co-founders working on? Like, if you have to divide it in terms of um, responsibilities or, uh, yeah, how do you think it's yeah. kind of summarized? Well, look, I mean, right now we have the, the traditional CEO, CTO uh, sort of split, um, which basically means, if you're being realistic, then CTO does everything technical. And CEO does all the rest, <laughs> basically, right? So, you know, now we're we're in a in a lucky position that you know we've we've raised um, a cool round. We're able to expand our team. Um, one of the key hires that that I'm also looking for as a as a CEO is a chief of staff, um, someone to lighten the burden for myself, but not only you know in an organizational perspective. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I still ordered, I and I still do, I guess, ordered the coffee for the team, right? So. Yeah, I, as the only non-specified or you know specialized person in the team, you basically end up doing everything, and you you want the company to succeed, so you you do these kind of things. Um, but uh, yeah, no, growing the company now from from nine to eighteen team members and being able to lighten the burden a little bit on on more shoulders is, I think, uh, you know, going to be awesome, and not only for myself but also for my C CTO, who's been co-founder and CTO, who's been working uh, by far the most hours in, in this venture over the last two hours, uh, two years. So you're bringing lots of coffees then I hope. That's, uh, <laughs> that's part <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Red Bulls, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I mean, these guys since in Austria, that they have Red Bull, that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, so what is the current status quo of the product itself? Well, like compared to six months yeah. ago, compared to now, compared to in yeah. six months? What's the quick, quick summary? Yeah, yeah. Good question. So, um we see our we see our roadmap in three very broad stages number one uh basically um is what we've done over the past two years is targeted very very much towards this creator that we discussed uh, very early person who builds on our platform maintains and trades for himself uh, with trading bots and, and algorithms uh we've built a platform quite successfully for these creators we have um uh, uh quite a high number um you know five digits um mid five digits um number of creators on our platform uh generating significant trading volume and uh really having given us a lot of feedback to build an awesome community and an awesome product for these creators so there i think we're we're very far ahead now the next step and that's why we raised this seed is to tackle the marketplace and and bring it to a broader mass uh public however still very much focused on on the crypto and you know it's still 
it's still not a product that my my grandma could use after that, right? Uh, but it is that kind of product, which, as I mentioned to you earlier, where we can prove our concept and our hypothesis in order to then tackle stage three and stage three really bringing it toward that vision um, of, 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 you know, bringing, bringing this to, to the, the final mass market, I would say. Um, the vision is definitely a longer term, term thing. Uh, you know, we're talking three to four or five years, also including traditional asset classes, whereas the, the, the current stage of, of the marketplace is going to be uh, released and, and tested and launched in an MVP version over the next one or two months in a more concrete version over the next 12 to 16 months with uh, the goal to find product market fit uh, over that time frame. So how would you define product market fit uh, and with like what type of KPIs ideally you see yourself going into a series A like next year? Yeah, I think so it obviously you have to say that we're also a little bit dependent on the crypto market there. Um, I'm not going to lie. We, we did see uh, some drop in numbers over the last couple of months, weeks, one or two months. Um, that's, that's normal, right? When, when you, when you are in a single market uh, such as, such as crypto. So that's something we just have to bear in mind for that reason. And I mean, nobody knows how, how the next 18 months are going to play out, but, in my role as CEO, I'm trying to be also wary of the worst case. Uh, so for that reason, I think it's more important to us to show, especially looking towards the Series A, to show very strong user engagement in that core cohort, cohort that, that we believe is going to be uh, you know, uh, significant to show that we can pull this off in a mass market show user engagement, show good retention, show that people love our product, even if it's only in a small cohort. Uh, and I think this is the better approach in this stage that we're at and also in this current investing landscape that we see uh, compared to, to, to going for only growth and, and, and huge um, MRR numbers or, or that, uh, you know, that kind, simply, simply because the market might not play in that direction. And you might, you know, spend a lot of marketing budget uh, just to, you know, to show these numbers, whereas I believe core engagement might be more and more relevant. And we also see this in terms of, you know, what the investors are looking for at the moment. Um, if we compare to exchanges like Coinbase or Clark and others, um, as far as I understand, like for them, uh, it's not just about the growth of the market itself, but also about, for example, volatility, right? Because volatility is also related to, um, like, this is basically basically has a good a positive correlation with, with trading, right? Yeah. Um, is it? Do you have the same experience in terms of effect? Like, do you also benefit from more volatility in the market uh, as the value for trading on your platform is, is higher for your users? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's a question of marketing, and 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 over the last couple of months, at the beginning of two thousand one, uh, sorry, two thousand twenty one, uh, our marketing message was very much focused towards ride the wave, you know, gain more. Even though that's actually, you know, if the market goes up triple digits, it's very difficult for for an automated strategy to get outperform the market. Now that we have a sideways market, market with large volatility, most of the strategies on our platform, or sorry, not most, but uh, a significant number of the strategies on our platform are actually able to outperform the market with with high margins, uh, making use of that volatility and being able to, you know, in that sideways market, 
uh, perform. So because you guys have a marketplace, right? So you have a supporter side and you have the user side. And the supporter side is a creator side, excuse me. Uh, it's the ones that, um, so basically me or you or like anyone else uh, who has coding ability can go on your platform and we can code our own thesis on, I have my own algorithm that I think outbeats the market and yeah. just publish it. Others can subscribe to it, right? Um, what type of, what type of create, like how does a successful like creator look like from, from their profile and background? And how do like your top creators like uh, today, because I think this is something that's going to pro probably look very, very interesting, especially over time, right? Like people Absolutely. can build up their track record on your website, yeah. like on your platform. Oh, 100%. And the, and the cool thing is you can, you can, you can monitor, you can, you can quantify it so beautifully, right? You see who performs and it, there is no, yeah there is no faking the numbers, right? Because the numbers don't lie at the end. No, I mean, so our creators get better every day. Uh, we get better creators onto our platform every day as our tools, as our tools progress. And, um, and, and we're really striving for on the creator side to become that one and only place where, where they want to go because they have the best community and the best tools in the, in the B2C space. So that's definitely something we're working on. Uh, we're also, you know, planning to, state something like a, um, like a creator a success manager creator community management manager to make sure that these people are happy and engaged on our platform community building really is key here we we do you know trading competitions for example to to keep these guys happy and so on um, so that's going to be key uh, as to your question who they are we have uh, a lot of students uh, on our platform data scientists uh, hobby you know quants aspiring quants people that want to also actually learn and, and, and improve their skills on our platform. Um, and then the other bigger segment I would say is this, this sort of, you know, the hobby, the hobby, um, hobby quant, hobby data scientists who might not have the most aspiring job or something. And therefore he spends, he or she spends, you know, three or four hours every day or every evening in front of the computer, actually improving and maintaining their bot. Uh, so, you know, that these 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 online online personalities, right? It sounds that sounds like a lot like uh, you you as a PhD you, you student, student <laughs> yeah, like maybe, in Thailand, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Would you? Did you actually uh, like uh, fun question? Did you also like create some bots yourself? Like, uh, do you well, have your no your co-founder? Yeah, certainly, but well, this was one of the first things we did actually in before we even came up with the idea for this project is because I asked mm. him, look, help me. And, and we created the first little scripts and bots and we yeah. saw that this actually worked better. Now, my coding skills are limited. I, I do know some Python uh, and some statistics for, for my PhD and so on, but uh, I'm definitely not by far not the best creator on our platform. We do have a couple of quants in our team, for example, who are way better at this. And we have a lot of users who are better at this as well. Okay, but the code is not, it's not, uh, is it open source? Like if I go on the platform and I code my bot, like can other people just subscribe to it or is it also open So It's probably not open source, right? No, it, it isn't. I mean, there's some people who actually open, uh, openly publish their code, some of the users, um, and there's a lot of discussion around these and improving and so on. But one of the core principles also in the future for this marketplace is that um, we have an end-to-end -end encryption in place that, let's not even us see the user the user's code and uh, people who follow it are also only subscribing to its uh its signals not the code itself 
therefore sort of protecting the IP of the of the creator, which is one of the most important things if you want to really get the good quants on there. And you monetize uh, the product by, um, like how exactly do you monetize it? At the moment, we have a monthly subscription in place. Uh, we yep. do already um, create some significant MRR. Uh, we, in the long run, are moving, however, towards a more flexible model, whereas the, the monthly fixed fee is pro probably going to be as, as low as even possible to really make this a community-owned platform. And um, ideally, only have a, a success-based uh, fee uh, to make it as fair as possible. Because ultimately, of course, the, the creator is also going to be incentivized through the renting out of his bot. Uh, therefore, a part of the monthly subscription is being paid out to him. And the goal would be to ultimately pay out as much as possible. Um, since for the platform itself, aka for us, there's also other ways to monetize. Um, specifically uh, kickbacks from, from the exchanges uh, for the order flow that we generate. Okay, and tying back to the roadmap, what is the long-term three to five year or Bob vision? Like if we go, go back to that more specifically. Yeah, yeah. Best yeah, case. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, the vision is not, it's not cased, right? <laughs> the vision is, 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 is firmly in my head. No, so, as I alluded to already uh, very much at the beginning, we see a future that's, you know, completely automated, um, more and more even so in the future. And uh, we see it in many aspects of our current life, but we don't see it in private investing. We think that's a huge disadvantage that private people are, are confronted with. So we really want to bring the power and potential of algorithmic investing Note, not just trading, because investing is encompassing a larger, larger field in my eyes, uh, who everyone, to everyone who needs it, uh, regardless of whether they're advanced traders or beginners. Uh, ultimately, every single person will be able to have bots manage their portfolio on our platform. And that is across asset classes and across platforms and across risk profiles all in one place. All right, fantastic. And then maybe last question for today. Um, I mean, you guys just closed the funding round, but when is the, for potential VCs or investors that listen to this podcast, like when is the appropriate time uh, for an aspiring investor to uh, reach out always, to knock on always, the door? Always, no, always, always. <laughs> no, it literally is because I don't really believe that uh, also as a strategy, really the best way to do this is, is to be in contact uh, as much as possible. Uh, usually pooling at the end of the quarter, uh, you know, uh, these talks, just giving a short update. And uh, also for a startup, this can, uh, you know, bring significant benefits because uh, if things are going well, uh, you don't even, might not even end up needing to fundraise, right? Because if you just update the one that you want to update. They bring the interest automatically. All right, fair enough. Fantastic. Then, yeah, thanks, Morris, for the quick summary uh, and the, the good pitch. Thanks for uh, Absolutely. our episode today. And uh, looking forward to see how the company develops in the, in the coming months. Absolutely. Years, yeah. Absolutely. So, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. If you're a blockchain startup looking for funding or just a tech enthusiast with feedback or questions, then feel free to reach out to us. If you want to learn more about BlockRocket or new blockchain startups in the future, then just subscribe to our podcast.